0: Hi and welcome to another episode of SLP's Wine and Cheese. I'm Deb
1: and I'm Maria and here's our podcast. It's for the Realistic SLP.
0: Yeah and also the little baby who is here sitting with me. He might talk a little
1: guys. So. Hey Benjamin. cutie. Hi. He's so cute. I love his face and I love him. Yes he got a very cute face. Yes uh-huh. we're back to recording and Benjamin is here. He's sitting on Deb's lap, just giving our listeners a visual <laughs> and he's yes. hanging out with Deb while I'm watching them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's such a good kid. So Deb, we have an interview on this episode. I interviewed Jamie Schreier. He's the founder and CEO of Practice Freedom U and he- we got very much in depth. we talked to seven different tips from starting your own business and growing and expanding. Mm -hmm. So he was very good, very, uh, business savvy man, our first PT on the show. So that was also really good. But before that, I see Deb, you're drinking something there.
0: Oh yeah. So I'm drinking. Um, this is a sponsored wine that was, uh, provided to us while I was pregnant. Um it is alcohol removed wine it is called free this is the sparkling brute. it's from California um I did not drink this when I was pregnant because there is a little bit of alcohol in it so I was like yeah yeah there's there's hardly any it's a 0.5% alcohol by volume so and it's only 100 calories gluten free all that fun stuff um it's pretty good it's just a nice little drink I'd say I yeah. vote Drink it, especially if you're just trying to hang out. You don't really want to get drunk. Um, It tastes good. Tastes like grape juice.
1: Perfect. That was from Trinchero Family Estates. Thank you guys so much. And speaking of low alcoholic beverages, I have this fermented drink, uh, kombucha. And it does say back here, due to fermentation, this may contain a trace amount of alcohol below (laughs) 0.5%. so i'm also drinking a pretty much alcohol-free beverage but not because i'm with child just because i want to just have something different just this does say contain less than 05 percent there we go yeah so same thing here same difference yeah but anyway so I have more alcohol removed wine for you. I have two more bottles. Trinchero Family Estates. They really, they like our podcast. They know that at the time you were pregnant. So they threw in two extra wine bottles for you, Deb. But you're telling me. Well, I mean, I
0: I already have these cans. And I was wondering if you knew about Buy Nothing Facebook groups. Facebook's making a comeback with all these Facebook groups.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am. I am in them. I should just put it on there, but I kind of want to charge people. Is that terrible? No. Um. Well, so the buy nothing
0: group. The uh-huh. the
1: goal is to reduce um
0: consumerism, mm. and uh, and uh, create community. So I mean, you know what? Maria's a capitalist. She <laughs> any opportunity that presents itself, she's like, how can I make a buck?
1: Uh. <laughs> You know, so. I'm this is who I am, Deb. I'm not gonna hide who I am to our listeners, you know. Yeah. Isn't that part of the American dream? This is why I came to the Capitalism, country. <laughs> Mike. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to go, what are you going to tell Mike on me now? You know, yeah, I mean, you could I just wish he
0: heard that. <laughs>
1: well, he'll have to listen to this episode then. And he'll have to listen to Jamie's tips on growing a business. All
0: right. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll tell him to. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I like the idea of it. I am in um, I'm a new neighborhood. It's called Carroll Gardens. So I'm in the like Bococa, which is mm-hmm. Forum Hill Cobble Hill and Carol Gardens buy nothing group. And let me tell you, okay, these people have some good stuff.
1: Okay, there Can is just... no
0: nonsense happening in these buy nothing groups. Yeah,
1: I'm just gonna come to your area and get the stuff for free. Does that count?
0: <laughs> well, you have to go on, you have to be a part of the group, and sometimes it's such good stuff. Well, actually, frequently, it's such good stuff that, um, Sorry, I have to take my boob out to feed this baby. That's um, good.
1: No one can see that. Oh, okay, myself, just in case you, you know? did. Just wanted wow. to warn you. Um, I mean, sometimes so they have to
0: raffle it off.
1: Wow. Yeah, because
0: just... so many people comment that they want it that they have to do they have to do a drawing. But there's stuff on there like bicycles, televisions, expensive oh, wow. furniture.
1: And they just don't want to sell it. Right. They're like, let's let's get away from always just this. I like how we're talking about like it's a (laughs) consumer to drive down consumerism. But yet we still have an interview with someone who talking who's talking about how to have a business, you know, so. Well, it's all about balance. It is all about balance. I like it. I like it. Yeah. So I like I'm big into recycling if that counts into anything like how many more times can I use this thing so even like Mm -hmm. my pair of Tom's shoes I took out the soles and put them in another pair of shoes so at least I will recycle my sneakers and I reuse the soles, like the inserts into another shoe. So that for me is like me doing my part. Oh okay. good. Yeah. So I, I do know what you're talking about, but sometimes it's like, Hey, you know, why not sell some of your stuff that you could like a TV? Like, I don't know, unless I was like really, really swimming in it, then I'd give away a TV, but maybe I'm not just there yet.
0: Sometimes you just want to get rid of something though. You don't want to like negotiate with people Mm -hmm. or, you know, this is, I I like to be like, if you want this, it's here, come get it. And it's gone. So it's just like, you know, sometimes the payment is the, uh, peace of mind the ease.
1: I get it. I gave away my rollerblades in the past, so I do get it. Oh, I thought you loved rollerblading. I do, but they were too small. So I just gave them away. I didn't feel like charging. And then I bought a new pair. Well, I got a new pair for my birthday, but. Sweet. Yeah.
0: I gave away our snoo. Well, Mike and I gave away our snoo. Do you know what a snoo is?
1: You taught me what that is. Is that where the baby sleeps next to you guys? Well, that's what we have a baby delight.
0: That's like what we have now.
1: But the snoo
0: is like a bassinet that goes near the bed, but it's like $1,400 and it uh, rocks the baby when it notices that it's awake and stuff, but we didn't need it. We can rock our own baby. I didn't like the machine. So one day I was like, I had enough of this. So when I decide I have enough of something, I, I really decide. So I was like, get this out of my house. And we went to Bye Bye Baby and got the um,
2: the new Sword bassinet.
0: Okay. No, I gave it. I gave it to a woman who in DC who had just spent a ton of money on her in vitro baby. Oh, um, okay. So she was quite pleased to have the opportunity to get this free snoo, which was also gifted to me for free. I should add that. Um, so I just passed it on.
1: You know what, Deb, I'm going to raise my kombucha to you. You Thank are you. making the world a better place. I really liked that story. And now, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to think about this a little bit more and perhaps I will list the wines for free, but I, you know, they are sponsored wine. So at the same time, like I do want to like use them on the show, but Hey everyone, Trinchero family estates. They're really awesome wine company. They support our podcast. They love the whole concept of the podcast. So if you see, they have a ton of wines, so purchase their wines and the free one is spelled F R E. Right. So if you see that in the Mm -hmm. store and you don't want to get wasted, just get that bring, bring that to the party.
0: Yeah, there you go. And you'll still be sipping. And then, uh, a part of all of the festivities. Um, so there's this other Facebook group. It's called SLPs for business. Are you in that group?
1: You know, I'm not. I should be. Yeah. SLPs for business. No, okay. SLPs in business. Sorry. Oh, okay. SLPs in business. It gets
0: spicy in there. Ooh. So, uh, yeah.
2: There's
0: I suggest- Benjamin. Ooh, he just kicked you- my headphones off. I suggest that who
1: goes you suggest this okay and they do have some questions that you must fill out to be part of your group but yeah but very simple questions okay so anyone who is interested in seeing the business side of speech language pathology you'll definitely want to hear our interview with Jamie and join this Facebook group SLPs in business yeah check it out Hey everyone, so I am sitting here with Jamie Schreier. He is a physical therapist and he is the CEO of Practice Freedom. You, hello, Jamie.
2: Hello, Maria. How are you?
1: I am good today or tonight, rather. How are you doing?
2: I'm doing wonderful,
1: and we finally got a chance to sit and record an episode together. We have finally a physical therapist on our podcast. So, welcome to the podcast. Uh, am
2: I the first?
1: You are, I believe. Yes, now
2: we've crossed the boundaries. <laughs>
1: we did it, we crossed the boundaries. I have my Chardonnay here. This is our sponsored wine. Thank you, Trinchero Family Estate. What are you drinking?
2: Well, I have a nice, uh, fizzy lemonade hard seltzer. I, I don't drink wine, my wife drinks plenty for both of us, but nice. I'm going with the old fizzy hard seltzer this evening.
1: All right. So I see- He's having for it here the, for, for
2: the visual or the audio effects.
1: That sounded great. <laughs> Virtual cheers
2: to Do you we as well.
1: Thank you. So my drink is very light. It's a Chardonnay. I don't know if your wife likes Chardonnay, but this is a very nice light Chardonnay. And I have the link in the show notes. If anyone wants to purchase this wine, I highly recommend this wine. Very nice and light. Definitely drink it. <laughs> what about your drink? Do you vote drink it or sink it?
2: Uh, we're gonna sink this one for oh, sure.
1: Oh, really?
2: Yeah, this is not one of my favorites. It was in the refrigerator, not one of my favorite uh seltzers. I don't mind the seltzers, but uh not not one of my favorites. I like the um vodka soda ones, the high noons. Have you yes. heard of those? Yeah, those those are pretty popular, but you can you can't have too many. And then then you start tasting like the chemicals that are in there, and you're like, okay, that's enough
1: you like, this can't be good.
2: Yeah. This it's too, it tastes too good to be good.
1: Right. Yeah. See, look at us. We're so I'm the SLP. You're the PT. We're all part of the rehab team or, you know, whether we're working with children in a school or private practice or stroke, we're all part of the team. So I see how we think the same, you know,
2: of course,
1: and of course. matters of alcohol. It's we're all the, good,
2: but you're not, we all know guy. what to go to after work.
1: Right. Exactly. Maybe not that
2: we're pushing that, not that we suggest that, but, you know, it's nice in moderation, right?
1: Of course. Of (laughs) course. What is your favorite drink to have? If it's not one, it's not you're busy.
2: It depends. You know, a little vodka soda, something light, something easy, something calorie friendly. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, that that would that would probably be it.
1: Tell us, Jamie, tell the audience where you're from. How long have you been a PT?
2: Well, my name is Jamie Schreier. I have a doctorate in physical therapy and lots of other initials after my name as well. I live right outside of Washington, D.C. and Maryland, in Rockville, Maryland, specifically been a physical therapist a long time now, uh, 25 plus years.
1: Wow. I know. 25 I know. Plus I'm old. years.
2: I'm not old. I feel good. Um, and um, let's see, I, I got, you know, like most people, I I just had it in me to want to own my own business, to want to have my destiny in my own hands and not in the management of others. Mm-hmm. And I finally mustered up the confidence and the courage and started my own practice. And, and I was off and running with my fiance, Colleen, at the front desk. I was the PT. And we were doing it. We were solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, private practice business owners. And that was like the, quote, honeymoon phase. And after a couple of years, now I realize why business is so darn hard. Uh, mm-hmm. Things got really, really difficult, which I can dive into a little bit. But um, I, uh, I, you know, it, it was during that that third or fourth year, I was like, you know what? Things are getting really difficult. And there's a better way to do this. And I started to invest and learn and read and do all the things that, of course, they don't teach us in school, not right. PT school, not uh, speech and language school, not OT, not any of these schools do they really teach it. Um, so I had to just go on my own and learn how to do it, made a ton of mistakes, but learned a few things along the way. And then in 2013, I actually created a business that actually was a business delivered phenomenal care great reputation great team that afforded me to have a life instead of working 70 hours a week and i had a smile on my face and you know we had money in the bank account i was like you know this is really really awesome that and sounds, i started sharing my story and that
1: sounds yeah that sounds And like, i well, continue
2: to share my story
1: what life should be like right making money happy You would think that's what it should be right it, right right i would so can you tell the listeners a little how, what happened to you then? What shifted? Um, any tips?
2: Well, yeah. I mean, there's lots of different things. Um, Well, first of all, you know, when you, we're all at a disadvantage. We're all at a different advantage because we're all smart, Maria. You're oh smart. I'm smart. It's like that old, uh, what is it? The Saturday Night Live episode is the person's looking in the mirror and goes, gosh, darn it. And people like you. I think it's right. Smalley or something, whoever the, whoever the guy is. And it's like, you know, we we, we get out of school and, and, and we have all of this knowledge and all this know-how, but in business, it's a different kind of smarts that we mm-hmm. need. Um, the, the more um, clinically um, um, proficient you are and clinically sound you are, that's great and that is absolutely needed. But the best clinicians in the world aren't necessarily the most successful clinicians. And They're not the ones that necessarily go home with a smile and, and have a great life, great family, and all this stuff. You wish it would be that. If that was the case, then we just have to be the best clinicians possible. But when you're in this world of business, when you have things like marketing and responsibilities of getting patients and, and, and getting patients to actually sign up for your Program and,
1: right. Comes and to sessions.
2: When you hire people and and do all the things that that's required, and when you look at metrics and numbers and all these things that are like, that's 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 why I went into you know become a speech language pathologist right. or a PT. I didn't want to do all that, but
1: right. when you have this
2: bug to go into business, it's up to us to learn that, and unfortunately, many people don't. So that's they go into the business with this false sense of. If I just deliver good care, then everything will be okay. You know what? That will last for a little while, but eventually we have to know how do you build a business that delivers great care that helps so many people, but doesn't trap you day in and day out, working so much for pennies and stresses you out until eventually you become burned out. And that's kind of the journey that I went on. And that's unfortunately the journey that. So many people go on. Mm-hmm. So I do have some some tips and some thoughts around that. Yes. If I could share.
1: That's why we would love to for you to share, because you know, as uh clinicians, we could say this can apply to any field. It's only a part of the puzzle right for the grand picture of the clinical skills and that's what we're passionate about and that's what we studied in school but the real world requires more than just you know knowing what to do for a child with apraxia or knowing what to do for i'm gonna you know a hip replacement right is that
2: yeah sure you
1: treat people with that you know with that with that diagnosis
2: exactly so your technical skill of what Mm -hmm. you learned Mm -hmm. is how you're going to solve people's problems if we put that technical competence aside which we all have to have which i've really never met anybody in our fields that didn't have that if we put that aside everything else is about well how do you bring people in how do you take care of them in a way that's consistent that creates an amazing experience bill properly for it collect the money Be able to mind your business. And how do you do it without killing yourself and burning yourself out? Right, right. That's really what the business of fill in the blank, whatever it is that you are delivering and helping people with. So the first place that every business owner should start, whether you're thinking about a business or you're already in for five years or 10 years, is really establishing um, a goal. Right. And the goal isn't just, um, well, I want to see more patients. The goal needs to be something more meaningful. The goal has to be something deeper as in what really is your business about? Simon Sinek said in his book, Start With Why, said you need to get to the deeper why of things. So why did you start the business? Why is this so important to you? Why weren't you just satisfied working for someone else?
1: Right. And also for the customer, right? Why should they come to your business as opposed to Joe
2: Schmo's? Well, that's kind of the next step with it. Oh, okay. All right. No, no, no. No. Because once you identify why you're doing this, you then can understand, well, why should that person then come to you? Mm -hmm. So if my business is important because I just believe that the way physical therapy was being delivered and how it's being delivered. And I believe every person has an opportunity to get the best care without jumping through a bunch of hoops.
1: Mm -hmm, You know, I believe that. that. Yeah, I like that. that. Yeah.
2: So, you know, it starts to establish what it is about your business that is unique. Is it Mm -hmm. just a, a mill, like all some of these bigger companies? Or is there certain things that are important to you, certain things that are meaningful to you? Is these become the backbone and the essence of who you are. And absolutely. this starts to separate you from competition. It starts to help brand you. Branding means your, your image and what is being said of you out in the world. Mm-hmm. So it all starts with kind of establishing that goal, establishing of your why. So that is absolutely step number one that by far, um, I, I this was an area that I kind of skipped. I didn't think about that. I was just jumped right in and started right. figuring it out along the way, right. but it did come back to bite me later on.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we're learning from you, Jamie, right? Okay. You know? <laughs>
2: exactly. So once you establish what you're about, you establish where your business is going. Do you just want to be a solopreneur and and see, you know, 20, 30 patients a week. If that's if that's what you want, cool. Write that down and write down why is that important? What do you believe about the work you're doing? Once you understand that, the next step is starting to develop your avatar.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm your avatar. Of blue people now. Define, huh? a, I'm thinking of blue people. Blue now.
2: people like... with tails. You got to right. make sure your avatar has a tail. That's right. And it's like eight feet tall. Got it eight feet tall, blue with a tail. So your your avatar is your ideal client, your okay. ideal patient, your ideal child, your ideal family.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It's really starting to establish the person that you will do your best work, the person that you want to do your best work. Maria, here's where the problem comes in. And I've seen it in every different profession. We feel we can treat everybody. Mm-hmm we are talented. We have taken all of this courses. I can treat your headaches. I can treat your shoulder. I can treat your back. I can treat this. I can treat that. Yes, you can treat everything, but treating everything doesn't allow you to create your niche.
1: That is true. It
2: doesn't allow you communicate to someone and answer the question, can this person help me with my problem? Because none of us want to go to a jack of all trades. Mm -hmm. or a Jacqueline of all trades.
1: There you go. Which a lot of speech therapists tend to be.
2: Exactly. We want to go to a specialist. Mm -hmm. You see, we're specialists. PTs, OTs, speech, we're specialists. And specialists are referred to. And we want to be able to communicate the person, the one person, you're going to get more than just this one person. But we want to be able to communicate that when someone says, my my son or my daughter has a blank issue. You need to see Maria. Right. She is great. Her place is fantastic.
1: Thank you for if, the referral.
2: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. If no, you I go, well, my son and daughter have kind of a, a specific thing. Well, you need some Maria. She's great. She's a generalist. She does everything pretty good. I'm be like, no, but I want someone, someone that specifically does this. Right right? So what you're doing is creating this, not just for you, but you're creating this to be able to attract your audience. Mm
1: -hmm. And
2: this is how you attract your target audience by creating your avatar. Who is the ideal person? What is everything you know about them? And if you're in business right now, who is the person that walks in and puts a smile on your face? Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Your avatar could be, if you're taking insurance, your avatar could be partly the type of insurance. That could be right. part of the avatar. It could be the type of family, socioeconomic uh, situation, the age range of the the kids that you work with, or and or adults. Um, it could include: uh, Do they have uh, pets? You know, where do they live? What do they drive? Where do they differ? Where do they typically hang out? The more you can understand and know your avatar, the more you're going to be able to connect with them and connect with them where they're at. Because right. it's very different that if I'm let's see, uh, let's say treating runners, that's going to be a very different audience and diff- different way that I connect with them. That if I'm treating people, let's say with headaches mm. or hip replacements, runners, hip replacements, you don't get too many of the same. You may get some right. crossover, but hip replacements, I'm going to go after a different audience. So I get to choose that as a business owner. We get to choose. The type of people that we want to treat. Here's the hard part with that. We feel Let's so bad that. saying no to everybody else.
1: Oh, yeah, I know. I wouldn't want to say. Yeah. And then aren't you also like turning away business? You know, like, I ah, think money?
2: you would. Hmm. It doesn't mean you're turning away anyone. You can treat whoever you want. What we're doing this for, this is an exercise. What we're doing this for is so we can clearly communicate and brand the type of people we want to attract. Mm -hmm. For instance, when uh, um, uh, Starbucks first started, I don't think anyone would say, Maria, you're going to go pay $6 for a cup of coffee. You're like, I would never do that. I would Mm -hmm. just pay a dollar down the street. Right. But what happens is they were targeting a certain type of person.
1: Okay.
2: Right. They They were targeting someone that appreciates better coffee to someone that is willing to spend a little bit more for something better, a better experience at the Starbucks. Mm -hmm. They were creating that experience for people. What happened? Other people started to come. They didn't say, I'm sorry, Maria, you really, uh, we've checked you out. You're really not the person we're going to sell coffee to. They started to accepting a lot more people. They also started to branch out their brand and branch out who they were targeting. Their avatar started to change. We can do the same thing, but you have to start here.
1: Doesn't mean you
2: can't have multiple different focus groups. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, I'm thinking I'm thinking now, too, for any like SLPs out there, you know, start with like you were saying, like maybe pediatrics and then you could find more of the niche like, let's say, stuttering. Right. If you're really passionate about that, you could say, like, really, I'm, you know, my expertise is in stuttering. But if then, if you have someone who comes and they have like a language issue, you wouldn't want to turn them away, but you might want not. to say, you know, but just, but I got, would you disclaimer, like my expertise is in stuttering. Right. Stuttering but here's
2: is. the thing. When you begin to create the avatar and study or stuttering, what then happens is you're able to then, um, um, communicate to that group, you know, everything right. about them, right. you know, all of their their pain points all of the problems they go through the embarrassment they go through the difficulty in school they go through you know everything about their parents that they go through
1: right and all of the
2: relationships that are affected with stuttering think about that when you go deep into stuttering you start to open up a whole world that the stuttering community will connect with and you will be more busy than you know what to do with now here's what's going to happen because you're going to deliver such a great experience for them Those parents that are referring their kids are also going to refer their neighbors to you Mm -hmm. because stuttering and just language in general, if you do it, sure, I'll help you as well, but it's not where you're putting your efforts and energy Mm -hmm. because you only have so much time and so much money to put behind something. So the difference is put all of it behind something more focused so people can connect with it. Than putting a little behind a little bit of everything, right, every which specialist Nobody, nobody is going to ask if you have a stuttering problem. No one's going to say, well, give me the generalist down there that dabbles in it.
1: Right. Give yeah. me the
2: stuttering expert. Yes. That's Maria. You need to go see them.
1: Right. You need to go here. And this is what they do. All stuttering. They have parents support groups with stuttering. They have this. They have groups. And then you're like, I got to go there.
2: Do you see how much easier it is now to focus on that? This is one of the big mistakes people make. They Mm. go out of the gate trying to be too much to too many people and you can't, you you can't focus. It's it's too hard. So that's where the avatar. Now, the next thing is really about um, we're all busy, right? Everyone's going to get busy with this. The name of the game is how to start removing the things that you don't like to do mm. and you're particularly not good at doing and start enlisting help. Because again, business is more than just treating. If you're taking insurance, that's a whole nother animal. Yeah. Right? You got the billing, you got the collections, you got the interactions. If you're if you're a busy practice, or maybe you have other associates with you, even if it's just one other associate, oh, you're gonna have people calling and rescheduling and doing all this other stuff. So the the question becomes, where do you shine? Mm -hmm. Initially, most of us are going to shine in the area we're best trained in, which is the clinical services. So where can you begin to ask for help? It could be in answering the phones, right? It could be in intaking people. It could be in maybe helping, you know, depending on how you treat, maybe helping do some of the administrative or, or aid type of services. It could be in billing, definitely billing. It could be in, and maybe, uh, handling your, uh, your, 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 your monthly, um, you know, financials and PNL and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. You see, there's lots of experts out there. One of the, the challenges that we have as very smart people who are used to just doing it all and not letting go of anything. Right. Is there some kind of pride in doing it all? Yes. And this mindset is no, the name of the game is delegating it appropriately to the right person and mentoring and helping them become successful, which then frees up your time to focus even more on the things that you love to do.
1: Yeah. And the things that you love to do, you're inherently good at. So you're focusing on what you're good at, what you like to do and delegating to the things you don't like to do and that you're not so great at. So that's a really which is also the
2: stuff, Maria, that that zaps your energy. Mm -hmm. When you come home exhausted, worn out, right? most likely not only did you work a full day because I've become I've come home from work sometimes. I only work four or five hours and I'm exhausted because the, the the patients weren't the right kind of people for me. I didn't get energy from working with them. I was dealing with this problem, this problem, this problem. Or I could work 12 hours in a day and I come home fired up because it was just flowing. I was in my zone. I was right. doing what I love. So it's really about what we're doing and where we put our energy. And like you said, doing the things that you already like to do that that give you energy. This is how you begin to build and accelerate your business because your business is based on you, your energy level and where you are mentally.
1: All right, everyone. So that concludes part one of the interview with Jamie. Stay tuned for next week's episode, which will feature Deb and I and part two of the rest of the interview. Stay safe, everyone, and have a great week. Ciao.